So this interplay between the world of awareness and the world of constructed being. The deeply habituated world of constructed being. And this, maybe we could even say revered world of awareness. And then as we're discovering in practice, um, part of the challenge is, is not to stop the world of constructed being, but to not let it make invisible, to dissipate the world of awareness. It, uh, And that interplay, you know, the challenge of our practice is to make the interplay between the two harmonious, you know? Just the same way we, we call this intensive, the harmony of Vipassana and Zen, you know? Like right in the title, there's e clues about what the challenge we're picking up is. You know, the interplay between the world of awareness and the world of the self. And then as Buddhism developed, there, de there developed a, um, a different aspects of practice. We're, we're acknowledged as their own. The term would be its own kind of Buddha field. Or another term would be a kaya, a realm of existence. So the world of the karmic self is its own realm of existence. And the world of awareness is its own realm of existence. And the world of the interplay between the two is its own realm of existence. And so a few days ago, I, I, I mentioned a Zen story. With the monk asked the teacher, Dongshan, he asked him, which of those realms of existence do you uh, live in? Or do you, uh, you know, attend to. And Dungshan says, that's the inquiry that I stay close to. You know, the inquiry that's exploring what's happening now. You know? Is the world of the self dominant? In fact, is it totally convincing and dictating what is? 
is the world of awareness sort of in its demeanor rebuking the world of the self monkey mind you know self-centered all caught up in yourself um, And, and these three realms in Buddhism, each of them was acknowledged as kind of Buddha field. And then they had their own Buddha. They had their own name as a significant realm of experience. And then they each had their own designated attribute. The realm of awareness went beyond any fixed ideas. The realm of the self was definite, objective. The, this is how the stuff of being becomes tangible, you know. And then very interestingly, the interplay of the, of the two was designated as the realm of bliss, the realm of ease, the realm of harmonious existence. Yeah. The interplay between the karmic and the dharmic is the realm of harmony. And as we bring awareness to the self, not, not simply an awareness, oh, there I go doing my stuff again. Yeah. Or, or maybe we flip it and, and we we become puffed up. Well, I think my ideas are <laughs> that the, the awareness helps us bring some very supportive qualities into the realm of the self. It, it helps us start to see the way we think and feel and interact. And that's an enormous teacher for us. There's so much to learn. I mean, we learn about our own conditioned self and we learn about the human condition. Each of us is a specimen of the human condition. There's a repertoire of emotions that each of us plays jazz with, you know? We take that repertoire and we create all sorts of amazing and wonderful uh, variations on a theme. Each of us in our genius of creativity, you know, adds value 
significance to different ways of thinking about the self, about life. Yeah. And when there's awareness of it, it's so instructive. Sometimes it's helpful to say to ourselves, after there's been a significant experience in our life, what did I learn from that? No? Like in a way we're inviting the noticing and the acknowledging and the inquiry. What did I learn from that? Not so much to grasp that, okay, now I know, but more, that's really helping me see the interplay between awareness and self. So it tutors our conceptual mind. And then there's another extraordinary valuable thing as we feel it. And rather than have the emotions um, sort of extend out, objectify the world and attribute emotions to it, we, we feel the emotions. And as we feel them and acknowledge them, there's a kind of integration it's kind of like an emotional integration. Oh, anger. Oh, sadness. Oh, gratitude. Oh, love. And we can feel how some emotions have a kind of disturbing contraction and some emotions have a soothing expansion. I once heard someone describe God as opening to greater being. Yeah. And how certain emotions open us to greater being. Yeah. And maybe if we're inclined, we call it a religious experience. Or maybe we're just grateful. Ah. And then the teachings that the mind is being given and the teachings that the heart, the emotions and the integration, you know, they stimulate our trust in the Buddha Dharma. They stimulate our trust in the practice of awareness. And yet, almost paradoxically, they invite us not to cling to what's being revealed, what's being illuminated. They invite us and remind us that it's an activity, not a fixed state that you attain and then you own it, and then you have a better me, you know. You have a me that's so wonderful 
that um, it can conquer the very process of being alive. No. In some ways, rather than attaining and having, that the process stimulates us in a confident and trusting way to give over. Okay. This is how it is. This dynamic interplay of the stuff of being human. And the mysterious, wonderful way of being aware. And learning how to harmonize. Mm. Yeah. Learning how to be patient with your own uh, clinging and aversions. And others clinging and aversions. Ah, this is the human condition. Each of us trying to navigate and sustain our very life in this moment, this is this person's best effort at being alive. I don't know why they're so angry or so afraid. But I can bring patience. I can bring a acceptance, a permission. And I can bring positive attributes. This is the resolve. You know? The energy of attention and commitment and engagement. And Dungshan says, I stay close to that. I stay close to studying all that. And maybe all I'm trying to say is this, that it's an activity. It's not like, do this and then everything in your life will be perfect. And I would suggest you, that would be kind of boring, you know? You know, it, 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 it takes on a kind of steady state, you know? And yet, the constant activity of life it is a challenge. And it asks something of us. But asking something of us is part of what keeps us alive. Just imagine if you had a good friend and they never asked anything of you. 
versus how each of us, our life goes up and down. Sometimes we're the giver, sometimes we're the receiver. And that's what enhances the relationship. So Dungshan's saying, I stay close to this. This is what I'm attending to. This is what I'm engaging. This dynamic interplay. Okay. Sorry, I've run over. Um, Thank you very much. And enjoy your day, your evening. And... um, May you have wonderful discoveries.